Welcome back everybody to Women Wednesdays. I'm so excited to be back again and to be live. Uh, welcome Facebook and YouTube if you're watching live and for those watching the rerun, I'm so glad uh, that you're watching the rerun and I just pray that this blesses you and you learn something from this and you uh, can take something away from from it. We've been um, unpacking the book of Ruth and, and I just think Ruth is so powerful. It, it, it teaches so many different aspects to to God, his character, and also like pursuing relationship, um, godly relationship, godly women, and, and, and a godly man, and, and what we can look for. And that's what I take away from Ruth the most, and, and that's what I'm passionate about, right, is is seeing marriages that, that represent the way Jesus loves his church, and, and seeing husbands love their wives, and having godly marriages. That's what I'm so passionate about, about seeing, and it starts with when you're single, and, and when you're young, and so... That's what I take away from the book of Ruth. And that's what I want to portray to you guys today. And so I, I pray you get something out of this. Um, today we're going to be in Ruth 3. So we're halfway through uh, Ruth um, and it's been so good. And so I pray today blesses you. The title is, um, so I, what? wow, I'm blanking on the title. Oh, want you want to pursue a man, question mark. And so uh, we're going to take a look at Ruth and Chapter three is about when Ruth pursues Boaz. And, and we're going to look at steps that she took and what was involved in, in Boaz's response to that pursuit. So uh, why don't you join me in prayer and, and we'll get this thing started. Father, I thank you so, so much for, for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your grace. I just thank you, Father, for who you are and, and that you love the world so much that you sent your son to die for us. I thank you for the freedoms that we have in you uh, uh, to to be set free from all the evil of this world, to be set free from all the schemes of the devil. I just thank you, Father, for that. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to uh, sit down and, and share revelation that, that this Holy Spirit's been given to me. Um, and, and I just pray that it blesses those who are listening. Father, I ask that you just be with this time in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. I just pray for your presence to fall here um, in this room, but also in every room or car or or area in which everyone um, under the sound of my voice is listening from. I just I just pray, Holy Spirit, that, that you touch their hearts. Um, I just pray for them to learn something, but also just to be touched by you today. And I just pray for freedom. I just feel that on my heart today, that full freedom for people that are listening to be set free from, from all insecurity, from all fear, from all doubt. Father, do it in the name of Jesus, uh, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I just pray for this time. Uh, Lord, have your way. In your name, amen. Well, let's jump right in. We're going to start in Ruth 3, and I'm just going to read the whole chapter. It's not too long of a chapter, uh, but it's so good, and I just want you guys to have a, a good background on it. So, Ruth chapter 3. Then Naomi, her her mother, mother-in-law said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you, that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with whose young woman you were? See, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your cloak, and go down to the threshing threshing floor but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking but when he lies down observe the place where he lies then go and uncover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what to do and she replied all that you say i will do 
So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. At midnight, the man was startled and turned over and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first, and that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city, and when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but, but will settle the matter today. So good. There's so much in here, and so I'm, I'm going to go through each. First, foremost, the very beginning, we see that Naomi... Uh, who's the mother-in-law of Ruth. So a little backstory in case you have missed. If you missed the previous episodes, um, go back and watch them. But just a, a quick recap, right? Naomi uh, was married to Elimelech. They f- uh, left Bethlehem because there was a fast with their two sons to Moab. And then when they were in Moab, the two sons married two Moabite women. But then Elimelech and the two sons died. And so Ruth was left a widow. Naomi was left a, a widow. And so was... Um, Orpah. And and we see 10 years later, Naomi returns to Bethlehem because the Lord showed up and provided food and there was no longer fast. And so Ruth wanted to return to her hometown and and, and Ruth came with. Ruth recognized um, an anointed woman and and someone who could bring blessing into her life, someone who who could care for her and, and bring a blessing. And so Ruth came back with Naomi and, and then Ruth starts to take care of Naomi. And so she starts uh, going into the fields to, uh, what's it called again? Gleaning. She went to go glean off the field, which is picking up the scraps and what was left over after the harvest in order that she could care for Ruth and herself. Well, she ended up gleaning in Boaz's field. And, and last week we talked about the character of Boaz and, and what to look for in a man that, that you want to marry and, and a godly man. And, and we talked about the uh, three different, he, right, he plans for you, he protects you, he provides for you. And we saw that Boaz did that. And so then after that, now we enter into, okay, Boaz, uh, Ruth's response to what Boaz did. Boaz showed himself a man of God. He, he showed, he protected Ruth. He had a plan for Ruth and he provided for Ruth. And then uh, starting right off the bat in chapter three, Naomi, the mother-in-law of Ruth, gives Ruth instructions of what to do, to go after and pursue Boaz. And so this is the tenfold plan of Naomi. So first she tells when and where to make the next contact with Boaz. So Naomi tells Ruth, this is when I want, when you should go see Boaz and, and where at. Then she tells Ruth to wash herself, then anoint yourself with perfumes, then get dressed for the occasion, then go down to where he will be, Don't make yourself known until he's finished eating and drinking. 
notice the place where he lies down for the night, go in, uncover his feet, and then listen to what he tells you to do. And so first and foremost, what I want to say is if, if you're interested in pursuing a man, listen to those around you. Listen to your family. Your family and friends should approve of the guy that you're interested in and even more so that they recognize it before you did. I'm not sure. I'm sure Ruth had interest in Boaz once once he uh, took in chapter two, right? He took care of her, but listen to those around you. So it was Naomi that told Ruth to go do this and pursue Boaz. It, it was her her mother-in-law, not, not Ruth making a decision on her own, not trying to pursue it in her own way. She was given a plan of how to pursue Boaz by someone else, by wise counsel. And so ladies, you have to find yourself wise counsel. If you don't have a mentor, if you don't have those older than you, if you don't have uh, a woman ahead of you, I, I believe it's in Titus. Um, it's either Titus or Second Timothy, but I'm pretty sure it's Titus. It talks about how older women, you're supposed to advise and teach younger women all these things. And so as an older woman, that's a command the Bible gives for them is to mentor, to train, to lead, to encourage and teach younger women. And so ladies, find yourself wise counsel uh, from women that are older than you so that they can lead and direct in the man that you're wanting to pursue, or they can recognize a godly man maybe before you do, and then they can give you instructions on how to do it. And so first, right off the bat, right, we see Naomi giving Ruth instructions on how to pursue Boaz. It was Naomi giving the wisdom, the plan, the yeah, the 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 secret plan of attack, you know, to to, to get Ruth to to marry Boaz. So women, listen to the wise counsel in your life in regards to the man that you're wanting to pursue and don't don't start to pursue unless you've met with with those women in your life older than you that have talked you through, how do I pursue? What should I do? Here's the man. This is his character. Naomi got to see Boaz's character and get to know him more. And then she knew how, what to tell Ruth on how to pursue him. And, and so listen to that ladies and find, and find wise counsel. And, and if you don't know, plug yourself into a church. Um, there's, there, there's women in your church that I guarantee if you're at the right church, if you're not in, in a Holy ghost faith building church, find yourself one first. And then there's, there's going to be wise counsel in there. And honestly, yeah, yeah. Just find older women who, who have gone through marriage, who have done marriage, who can and advise you in finding a man. Um, that's, that's your first step. Second in verse five, Ruth replied, all that you say, I will do the obedience of Ruth, right? We see again the obedience of Ruth. Ruth is an obedient woman of God. And so ladies, when a when your wise counsel tells you how to pursue a man, what to do, be obedient to that. They know that they hear from the Lord. If you know, you've got to find good wise counsel. I can't stress that enough because I can just see someone having someone in their life that gives them advice, but giving them wrong advice. And then you coming back and being like, well, I said I was obedient. You've got to, to, to know that that person is filled with the Holy Ghost and, and, and listens to the voice of the Lord and has such a close relationship with him first, but then be obedient to them. Sometimes things don't make sense. I, I, I guarantee Ruth didn't understand those 10 steps, those 10 things that Naomi told her to do. She might have not known why, but she just said, all that you do, I will say. She didn't beat around the bush. She did exactly what Naomi told her to do in pursuing a man. 
Next, she went down, verse six, she went down to the threshing floor. And so the threshing floor was a place where um, the men, when they collected the harvest, they actually cleaned the wheat and the harvest um, before it, it got sent out to wherever it was going to go feed people to the market, wherever it was going. And so it wasn't a clean place to lay. Ruth laid down in a place that wasn't clean, but did it, did it because it was just as her mother-in-law had commanded her to do, right? So what uh, Ruth probably shows up and sees this disgusting place to lay where they're cleaning the harvest. And how many of us would be like, that's whack. Why would I do that? Like, there's no way I'm out of here and, and just leave or do it your own way. And yet Ruth did exactly as her mother-in-law had said. Boaz had eaten and drinking. His heart was merry. And then he went to go lay down on the le- the heap of grain. So he went to rest on his harvest that had been cleaned. And Ruth came and softly uncovered his feet and laid down. And, and, and at, at midnight, yeah, the man was star- startled um, and, and woke up to ask who that was. And, and Ruth replied, I'm your servant. Spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. So a couple things I want to hit in there, right? We see uh, a Ruth's willingness to lay at Boaz's feet. And that's so much more than just a, a, a traditional thing of like having to lay at his feet. It's it's symbolism. It, it shows the submission of Ruth. She was willing to submit to Boaz. And so she laid at his feet. That, that was his sign, right? You say, lay at the feet of Jesus or uh, lay your burdens down at the foot of the cross. It's this sign of, of just servitude and, and oh, complete submission to, to Christ and, and to the man. And so in, in Luke 10 verse 38 through 42 right we see mary and martha who are in this house and jesus comes and and martha is serving but mary lays down at the feet of jesus right it's this submission it's this sign of complete submission to the man of god and and recognizing the man of god mary recognized jesus for jesus and laid at his feet and so godly women ladies you have to have a willingness to submit we we the bible says that that christ is the head of man and man is the head husband of his wife and so when you're married your head who's over you is your husband and so you have have to submit to your husband who's in submission to God. And for my single ladies, your without the husband, your head where you submit is Christ. And so whether you're single or married, you have to have the character quality of submission. You have to submit. For my single ladies, it's submitting to Christ, laying everything at his feet, every, every insecurity, all of your wants, your needs, your pride, everything, you've got to lay it down at the feet of Jesus in full submission and surrender to Christ. And then once you're married, your husband then becomes your head and you fully trust that he is in submission to Christ. And therefore you can be in submission to him because you're also in doing that submitting to Christ. And so a godly woman will have a heart of submission. And so if you're wanting to pursue a man, you better make sure that you're ready to submit because women, you might not always agree with your husband, but you have to submit. And, and, and I'm talking about a godly man, right? That's leading well. And so even if you disagree in women, sometimes we hear from the spirit more clearly and, and we have sometimes more wisdom. Guys can make sometimes not the best decisions, but but we trust that they're listening to the Lord and, and the Lord will lead and guide and direct them. And so even if they're going down a path that you don't think is right, um, not a sinful path, just right, maybe, maybe a, a decision you might not completely agree with, 
for this is a very small small example on like the very simplistic level but right what's for dinner and your husband wants to order pizza and you're like bro like I don't think financially we can do that right now I really wanted to save so we could get the kids this instead of you know that but he wants pizza and so you don't just start up this argument thinking I know what's best we need to do this and because look this 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 you say okay I, I trust you, I submit to you, let him order the pizza. And then you know what, he orders it and then maybe he's happy. It's the best decision you made and you realize you guys have more unity, you're happier and the Lord brings in the finances for anything, everything else you wanted to do. And, and, and or it wasn't the best decision, he feels gross after, you lose that money and you really needed it, then he learns, but you submit and that's what a man needs and, and it's designed that way. And so women, you have to have a heart and, and a willingness to submit. So if, if you're single ladies, work on that now in submitting to Christ. That's who you submit to now. It's Christ. It's not man. You submit to your husband. That's what the Bible says. And so as a single person, you're submitting to Christ, not all men. You, women, we don't submit to all men on this earth. You submit to your husband. That's what the Bible says. But now work on that that heart of submission and laying things down at the, at the feet of Jesus so that when, when you're ready to pursue a man, you know how to submit. You've let go of your pride. You you've learned what it, to, to to how to do marriage and everything like that. And so so godly women, if you're wanting to pursue a man, you've got to have a willingness to to submit. Second, in in verse nine, Ruth says, "I am." She this is how she's identifying herself. I am Ruth, your servant. Right? She identifies herself as a servant to Boaz. She wasn't his servant. She she. She's not in any, she wasn't a servant. She was just gleaning off of his field. Uh, Boaz didn't own Ruth, and yet that's how she identifies herself. And so right in Genesis 2, women, we talk about how we are created to be helpers. The father said it's not good for man to be alone, so he created a suitable helper. And what do helpers do? They serve. So secondly, women, you have to have a heart of service. If, if you're not ready to, to serve a man, don't pursue a man. Learn how to serve now and have a heart of service because when you enter into marriage, ladies, your role and your job is to serve your husband. With, with, at all costs, with all joyfulness and gladness and, and with all your strength, with everything you have, you serve your husband. That's what marriage is about. It's serving one another. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a rabbit trail about that. But when it comes to marriage, it's about servitude. You don't go into marriage to get anything from your significant other. Ladies, you don't enter into a marriage to get anything from a man. You get everything you need from Jesus from Christ, from the word of God and, and nothing else. You, you have to, you don't get anything from your husband and, and men out there. If you're listening, you don't get married to get anything from a woman. It's you enter into marriage to serve each other. Jesus in the church marriage represents that relationship. Jesus served his bride. He came and died for his bride. He came and healed for his bride. He came and, and served for his bride. And, and as the church, the body of Christ, what do we do? We serve Jesus. We serve the kingdom. All we do is in service to, to Christ and the kingdom of God. That's that kind of relationship. So the same is for marriage. We we have to serve one another. And, and so you, ladies, you're a servant. Men, you're a servant when you enter into marriage. And so, right, Ruth identifies herself as that. So single ladies, if you're trying to pursue a man, you better know how to serve. You better be ready 
to serve him in any way. However, you know he he wants to be served, uh, ways that help him grow, servitude that helps him grow and makes your marriage flourish. And if you're married, start practicing that more, laying your pride aside and serving your husband. Next, she says, spread your rings over your servant for you are a redeemer. And so what, what does it mean by that? Why, like, why did she say spread your wings over your servant? Well, in that uh, time, culturally, when marriages were solemnized among the Jews, um, the man actually threw the corner of his robe over his wife and covered her head, right? So we see that symbolism of a woman's head getting covered by a man because now he becomes um, her head, her her authority, her um right? She's in then submission to that man. And so Ruth said that pretty much saying, Hey, I want to, I want you to, to own me, right? That's kind of how it was in that time. I want you to cover me. I want you to be my source of authority. I, I, I need that. And so that's what she was saying in that she goes, I'm Ruth. I'm your servant. I'm ready to serve you boss. Anyways, will you please cover my head and become my source of authority and be my protection and, and someone that I can sit under. Um, and so that's what she was saying in that she shows up and, and says that. So I guess in a sense, uh, Ruth proposed to Boaz. Um, I guess that's, yeah, it worked then. So I'm not just saying that woman, you have to propose, but pretty much what we see is, is Ruth saying that, right? Um, and then next, and he said, so then this is Boaz's response. So after Ruth comes in, listens to her mother-in-law, it does exactly, um, and what she told her to do. She listened to her wise counsel, um, that's above her. She then says, I'm Ruth, I'm your servant. So she was obedient. She then uh, identifies herself as a servant. I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna serve you, Boz. Will you become my cover? Will you enter into marriage with me? This is Boaz's response. May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. There's so much in his response that I think is so cool. First, he he loved that Ruth didn't go after the younger men. Rich and poor in her life, she, I mean, that, I feel like for me, that just shows you that there were there were a ton of men that showed interest in Ruth, that probably tried to pursue her. Why would Boaz in chapter two have to tell all of his men, don't touch Ruth? Like, because there was probably evidence to, to they recognized a, a godly woman, a beautiful woman. And yet, despite that, Ruth didn't, didn't pursue of them. And so ladies, it's not all about the pursuit. It's not all about dating. It's not all about um, guys. And I think sometimes you can get so blinded by that desire to, to want to be in a marriage that who the, the first guy that shows interest in you, you, you give him all your heart. You just, you let go and, and you give yourself of him. But that's not what we should do. Ruth was patient. She, she, she was serving Naomi. She was taking care of her. Her focus wasn't on men, right? And, and, and honestly, I don't even know if, if Ruth or if Naomi wasn't there to tell Ruth to pursue Boaz. Who knows? Maybe she wouldn't have. Maybe she was so focused and persistent on serving Naomi and taking care of her. She wasn't even focused on a man. Naomi had to say, Ruth, go do this. And, and she obeyed. And so 
uh, Boaz took recognition of that. He goes, may the Lord bless you because you haven't gone after young men, whether rich or poor. And so ladies, be, be so excited. Like don't get so distracted by, by pursuing men. What is your focus? What, what, it's not bad to, to want to pursue a man that's good so you can get married, but, but what is your focus, right? And, and the Bible talks about how when you're in Christ, there's no Jew or Gentile. There's no male or female. We've been given a command to, to preach the gospel, to make disciples. The Lord put, has put a call on your life to do. And are you being obedient to that call? Or are you being so distracted by trying to pursue a man that you lose sight of your call and, and what the Lord is wanting you to do? Ruth Ruth followed Naomi. She she followed a pressing upon her heart to, to serve and, and go with Naomi. She was given a call to go with Naomi, to, to serve her. Men wasn't on her mind. Ruth, Ruth or Naomi straight up told Ruth, if you come with me, I can't promise you a man. She talks about that in chapter one. So that wasn't on Ruth's mind at all. It was her call and what she knew was right to do. And because of that, she was blessed. And, and yes, gets Boaz. And so ladies, what has the Lord called you to do? Do that. Don't be distracted by young men. It, it, it's, it can be easy to be distracted by men, right? If they're if they're good looking and 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 they're they have things together, that they have things that you're interested in and what's on your list. Um it's not bad, right? That That's good that there's an attraction to a man, but that should never, ever be your focus and your goal to just go after that because you can get so blinded. The devil can use that in, in such destructive ways to, to lead you down a path that's not the call that God has on your life. And so, so know what your call is and don't be distracted by men. Second, his other response is, and now my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask for all my fellow townsmen. Know that you are a worthy woman. Ladies, do people in your town know that you are a worthy woman? The pe every person you come in contact with should know that you are a worthy woman because of your character, by how you act, by how you dress, by how you carry yourself. Everything matters. Everyone's watching at all costs. I think that's been something for me that that has hit me recently like someone is watching at all times of the day and and so you've got to present yourself at all times as that worthy woman above reproach being above reproach because you never know who's watching i i, I a story just popped in my head I was uh, on a plane and I was, I don't know where I was going, but I was on a plane and I was wearing this shirt um, that says limitless on the front. And in the back is a, a whole list of scriptures um, that talk about the characteristic of God being limitless. His power is limitless. And honestly, like I was just wearing, sometimes I like wearing the shirt on planes because it can be like a, a conversation starter or um, just like outward, like, hey, like I love Jesus, right? But also I think on that plane ride, I literally was wearing it because the shirt's comfortable and I liked how it looked with my outfit. And so I was wearing it and, and I get off the plane and and I'm waiting for my luggage and some guy's just like watching me like intently. I was kind of like worried. I was like, all right, let me like move locations. He like starts to follow me and I was like, what is going on? Like big airport. I was like, all right, Lord, like protection. I start praying. Um, and then he approaches me and at this point I'm like freaking out. Um, but then he goes, Hey, I really like your shirt. Like, are those like scriptures on, um, yeah, the limitless power of God. And I was like, yeah. And, and it sparked this conversation. And so it just, it just shows like 
everyone's watching at any given moment how you act um to people in restaurants at, at stores um around anyone there's someone always watching and how you carry yourself gives a message about jesus gives a message about who you are so ladies if you're wanting to pursue a man do the people around you know you as a worthy woman because if that man is a man of god he will go to everyone around you the people in your life and talk to them first about you like hey is this a woman worth pursuing is this a godly woman that that we would mesh well for? He doesn't pursue you first. He goes to the people in your life. And if he's not, he should. So ladies, keep an eye on that. If, if you're wanting to pursue a man, does he go to your friends? Hey, like, what is she like? And, and what do you have to say about her? Does he go to your family? Does he talk to your dad? Ladies, a guy must ask your dad for permission to, to date you and, and most importantly, to marry you. And so is a guy doing that? Is, is he going and talking to these people and do these people say to him, yeah, she is a worthy woman. She is amazing. Like she has a heart of service. She's obedient. What do the people around you and in your area say about you? Um, and so think about that because Boaz, rec Boaz when Ruth said, hey, he when Boaz tongue tied when Ruth went and, and and laid at the threshing floor of Boaz and asked him to to marry her to become uh her head covering he says I will do what you say because I've heard that you're a worthy woman he didn't know a lot about Ruth he didn't know a lot about her character he didn't know a lot about her interest what she likes what her favorite color where she likes to eat her favorite food he didn't know those things but he was told that she was a worthy woman and that's all he needed to know and, and so women a guy you don't have to do all that small talk to get to know those details if if he knows you're a worthy woman and you know he's a worthy man you can get married you can do it because you can if that's if you know they're worthy and, and, and their priority is christ um then those little details you'll figure out in marriage you'll grow together it'll it'll be perfectly fine and so ladies and men both listening do the people around you and in your town and people that you might not even know but they know you would they say you are a worthy man or woman and if not figure out how grow to be one before you enter into a relationship um next the last little section that i want to hit on okay so after his response so boaz responds yes i'm going to do what you say because you're a worthy woman he says and now it is true that i am a redeemer yet there is a redeemer nearer than i so when um a woman became a widow because her husband died she actually belonged to the uh, that same family. And so someone that was related to her husband or in that family had the right to, to like redeem her first before anybody else. And so Boaz, what we found out in the beginning half of Ruth was that Boaz was actually related to Naomi. So he was part of that line of Naomi and uh, Elimelech. And so he actually was able and, and had the right to take, to take ownership of Ruth. And he, and he knew that. He knew that he could be a redeemer for Ruth, but yet he knew that there was someone nearer. There was someone who was a closer relative to Ruth that actually had rights to Ruth before Boaz. And, and he was a man 
of honesty. He said, yes, I, I, I'm willing to do that, right? I'm so willing to marry you, Ruth. I'd love to. I've been told you're a worthy woman. I have interest. I would love to. However, there's someone that has a right uh, of you, right? In these days, in the Old Testament, women were property. Men had rights, the family to them. That's how it was. Um, he knew that there was someone that uh, before him that had rights and he t he made sure that Ruth was aware of that and then he said remain tonight and in the morning I if he will redeem you good let him do it but if he's not willing to redeem you then as the Lord lives I will redeem you and, and we just see the honesty of uh, of Boaz and, and one thing I wanted to hit on was ladies with your calling too if if you're interested in pursuing a man but his calling is different than your calling. Have respect for the both of you to not pursue that relationship. He should be a man of honesty that says, hey, look, I, you are a worthy woman, but I know this is your call and, and this is where you should be and this is what the Lord has told you to do. You need to go do that and it's going to be good. It's going to be far better um, than me marrying you, even though that might be a desire. It might be an amazing thing. And so, right Boaz probably would have loved to marry Ruth, but but he was honest and, and, and said, there's someone else that actually has the rights to you. And, and we need to make sure that if he wants to marry you, he does. And that's a good thing, right? That's how it was supposed to be. He was the kinsman redeemer of Ruth. Um, but if he, if he wasn't going to do it, then the rights could be passed down to Boaz. And so a man of honesty, if you're interested in pursuing a man, is he a man of honesty? And, and, and even when you might not know something, he doesn't take advantage of that, um, but is, is straight up and make sure you, you know everything in every area. And then lastly, um, Ruth stays there. She listened to Boaz, stayed there, but in the morning she returned to Naomi with, with stuff for her. Um, and Naomi replies to her, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out for the man will not rest, but will settle, settle the matter today. And sex. So it's another thing, initiative of a man. Naomi knew that Boaz would settle that matter that day. If a man wants to truly pursue you, he'll setter, settle the matter that day as quick as possible, as soon as possible. He wasn't going to let Ruth just wait in this. I don't know, like, hey, I want to marry you, but he says there's someone ahead of you. So we need to figure that out first and waits like three months to do so. He didn't do that. He, he settled the matter that day. The very next day after they had slept through the night, gets up and goes to this other man, which we'll hit on next week, how this finishes, right? He goes to the other kinsman redeemer and, and tells him about the situation and settles it right there. So, so women, if you're interested in pursuing a man, he, he has to have initiative. And, and so if, if after you do that, you listen to your wise counsel, uh, um, and then you, you're obedient to that. You're ready to be submissive, um, to him, you're a servant, you're ready to serve. And, and then you, pursue or show interest in this man and if he is an honest and initiative man he will respond and it'll be straight up straightforward hey that's awesome thank you so much for all this but look we have different calls um i don't feel the lord on this and and the the everything's clear and if he has an interest because he knows that you have a good reputation he knows you're a worthy woman then he's gonna settle things and he's gonna do everything on his part that he needs to do to pursue you and, and so have confidence in that ladies don't don't wait around do what you're called to do do it and, and know that 
a godly man worthy of you will have initiative to pursue and, and, and to lead and to do that. And so that's what I have for you today. Um, how about Ruth and, and just pursuing relationships. Um, and so next week we're going to talk about this. Ruth is going to wrap up next week um, and how it all ends up with, with Boaz going to the kinsman redeemer and how that ends up. So um, let's end our time in prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word that we get to just know your character more. I thank you, Father, how you used such amazing men and women to to carry out your redemptive plan for, for your people and your world. And we just thank you so much for who you chose to use and what we can learn from them. I thank you so much for the story of Ruth and Boaz and everything that you communicate uh, through this story. Father, I thank you for marriage. I just thank you for the gift of marriage and, and how amazing it is to be uh, able to enter into relationship with a person in order to represent your kingdom more, to be a, to be a witness to the world uh, through our marriage. I thank you that marriage brings about children and, and the blessing that children are, that, that we get to raise up kingdom uh, warriors and, and godly children to just grow your kingdom, God, and, and go to war uh, for souls in this world. And so I just pray right now for, for more godly marriages. Father, I just pray for more marriages to represent the relationship between Jesus and the church. Um, I pray for, for wisdom upon every young uh, woman and every young man to, to have the wisdom to know how to enter into a relationship, the wisdom to know how to Go, go through the relationship to, to pursue. I pray, Father, for, for wisdom uh, just to come upon every every person under the sound of my voice right now. The wisdom to, to pursue a, a, a woman, uh, the wisdom for a woman to know a worthy man and a, and a respectable man and an, a man with initiative and honesty that's worthy to, to even pursue her. I just pray for... Um, I pray against every spirit of just insecurity that comes upon women, that they that they feel that they have to find their identity in a man. I pray against that, Father. I pray that they know uh, who you say they are. I pray for young women to just rise up and, and look so different from the west, rest of the world. Women who, who aren't tied up and worried about a relationship and having a man, but are, but are so fixed on your kingdom and, and your truth and, and wanting to pursue the call on their life in order that the kingdom grows and more truth is brought to this world. Um, and so, yeah, I just pray for more godly marriages, for more godly relationships, um, and, and more godly single people out there, and freedom from, from fear, freedom from any hurt that's come from relationships. Father, if any, if any lady has been hurt by a relationship. I just speak healing and restoration over them, over their heart. Father, I just, I see hearts that, that have little holes and tears in them being completely restored by you and your spirit right now from broken relationships, from, from ladies who have been mistreated, who haven't been shown what a godly relationship looks like, who haven't been pursued in a godly way. I just speak healing and, and freedom from all of that pain right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just fill them up with, with your love. Satisfy their desires and, and that passion they have on their heart to be pursued 
Um, I, I just pray, Father, that they know that you're pursuing them. Uh, you are in pursuit of your daughters. You want their hearts. You want their uh, love and, and submission. I pray right now just against any spirits of, of pride. Just pray full freedom from any spirit of pride. That, that woman would learn the importance and the value of submission and servitude to Christ and to, to our husbands. And I just speak that over every lady listening right now. Father, just thank you so much uh, for my ladies, for your daughters. And I just speak, speak life over them. Father, thank you so much for this time. I love you. In your name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've stuck around, you're amazing. I appreciate you. And I just pray that that you were touched. You learned something uh, that you filled with a new confidence. Um, ladies, I pray that you just can walk now with, with your shoulders back with such confidence and knowing who you are as, as a daughter and who who the Lord says you are. Um, and I just, I just speak that over you. I pray that for you. I love you guys uh, so much. If you've been impacted by, by living loved and you want to be a part uh, of our journey and, and what we do in getting this word and what we have on our hearts to, to more and more people, I ask that you ask the Holy Spirit if um, he would have you give and, and partner and come alongside us in, in what we're doing. So if you want to give, we're throwing up the, the ways to give right now. Uh, you can give on our website, which is wearelivingloved.org forward slash give dash now dash one. Um, you can give through Cash App, dollar sign We Are Living Loved. You can give through PayPal, um, at We Are Living Loved, or you could text to give. So the number that you could text, just text the amount you want to give to 855-760-2241. And I just want to say thank you in advance. And, and I just ask you be obedient if the Lord puts it on your heart to give. We we appreciate it and we thank you. And, and, and it's not for us, right? We we don't need your money. The Lord is our provider. Uh, you guys aren't. And so the, the Lord provides for us to be able to do this. Um, and, and so this isn't for us to get your money, right? It's it's for the blessing and it's for your benefit and it's for, for other souls out there. But the Lord is our provider. And so, yeah, if you if you don't want to give, please don't give. We, we don't want your money. But if you feel led to give, it's on your heart and, and, and you want to, you've been impacted, please be obedient to, to that. Um, and we just say thank you. And I say thank you on behalf of all of us. We all love you so dearly. Uh, we appreciate you all. And I just pray that you have a blessed week and we'll see you next week for another uh, day of Woman Wednesdays. Love you guys.